Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is the HR Mentor. Congratulations, you have a job offer to consider, maybe even two. It's wonderful to be in this position after all the hard work you put into getting noticed and making it through the whole hiring process. But now you're having some doubts about accepting the offer. What if there's something better around the corner? What if it's not the right opportunity for your career? And if you have more than one offer, which one should you choose? (sighs) Deep breath. This is all very normal to experience when you're starting out your career or seeking new opportunities. And it is a question I get asked all the time. Which offer should I take? In today's episode, I'm going to share some things to consider when you're evaluating a job as an emerging HR practitioner, and I'm going to offer you a couple of resources that will help make the process of accepting your new role exciting and fun instead of stressful. So let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. Okay, let's start this conversation on the right foot. I know you might be feeling a little overwhelmed by the decision that's in front of you. It can be stressful for many of us to make any big decision, and it is a big decision. But let's get in the right mindset. First of all, this is great news. You have worked really hard to get to this place and you have exactly what you hoped for, a job offer. Secondly, nothing is forever. I remind myself of this all the time, especially when I'm making big decisions like accepting a job, leaving an organization, buying a house, moving my family, etc. Big decisions are hard mostly because we never have perfect information about what might happen if we pick the alternative. That is the nature of decision making, but nothing is forever. And as much as I believe you will feel more confident making your decision after listening to this episode, it doesn't have to be a forever decision. You can change your mind and you can change jobs. So let's help you make a good decision that you can be happy with using some criteria you can consider when saying yes to a new role. I have five strategies or criteria that I recommend you use to help you make this decision. Number one, I think it's important to know what you're getting into. Number two, make sure you're looking long term as well as short term. Number three, consider the whole package that's in front of you. Number four, always be true to your values. And number five, know what you can and if you can negotiate. Let's talk about each one of these separately. The first one, know what you're getting into. This might seem obvious, but not all job offers are created equal. And sometimes in our excitement of receiving an offer, we forget to ask questions to really understand what the job is and what we're being offered. Never be afraid to ask questions about the role or the offer that's on the table. 
If the employer is rushing you to say yes and you feel they're holding back information, this should be a huge red flag that this particular offer or job may not be legit or at the very least may not be what you're anticipating. Make sure that you get something in writing that clearly identifies the job you're being offered and the terms and conditions of employment. If you haven't seen a job description or role description, make sure that you ask for one. Some smaller organizations might not have job descriptions, but you should at least have something in writing that says what you'll be doing. Otherwise, you're signing up to do whatever they ask. When it comes to terms and conditions of employment, you should be presented with a letter or a contract that clearly outlines your rate of pay, any bonuses or incentives, vacation pay, work location, hours of work, benefits, medical or sick leave benefits, the probationary period, and who you report to. If you haven't seen any of this in writing, you want to ask for that. It's not unusual for the employer, hiring manager, or someone from the HR department to first make the offer verbally to you over the phone. But before you agree to accept, you'll want to see everything in writing, and you do have the right to ask for this if it's not offered to you. Depending on the type and level of the role, you may also want to look at things like termination clauses and notice periods, or any language around severances or layoff, and perhaps clauses that talk about promotion and performance review periods. These things might be particularly important to you. And even if they're not important to you right now, they can become problematic down the road. So I always like to see all of this in writing before I say yes. You may also want to get clarity around the team you would be working with and the working conditions. Do you have the option to work from home? And if that is the expectation, what types of support are available to set you up for success at home? If you have any particular concerns about upcoming time off or childcare responsibilities or maybe even medical appointments, you might want to address these up front. I think employers appreciate knowing in advance of any extenuating requests for time off, and it will relieve a lot of your stress if you address these things at the beginning. As well, if you can negotiate these types of requests at the time of offer, you can also be assured that you will, or in some cases, will not be able to take the time. And at least you're entering the arrangement, having that answered up front. Now, once you've asked all your questions and have your offer in writing, the next thing I suggest you do, especially if you are an emerging HR professional or a new grad, is to look long term. You are where you are today, and you have this offer or two or more offers in front of you today. But what about your life and career long term? You may find yourself where you have one offer that has better base pay and benefits, but the work you'll be doing to earn them is not really aligned with your HR career path or your HR niche. Or it may not be an HR role at all, but you can make better money doing it. You know that if you take this job, you can afford a vacation next year. Hopefully we can travel by then. 
and you can upgrade your vehicle, but it won't offer you any long-term career benefits. I know this can be a tough decision. You may have student loans to still pay or bills that are looming, and you feel like you've been eating a lot of craft dinner. But in these moments, I really encourage you to look long-term at your opportunities. The risk of taking a job that gives you more money but fewer long-term opportunities or opportunities to develop and grow is that you may find yourself in the same place making the same money in a few years. Whereas if you take a role that offers you the career development and experience you need to get to build your HR career, you may have to sacrifice less pay and perks right now. But in a few years, you may find yourself eligible for higher level positions that can net you the better pay and benefits. If you chose an HR career path because you felt it was aligned with you, your values, your interests, and your strengths, then you're going to be on your way to gaining what you need to have a lifelong satisfying career. Again, this is tough, and I've been in this situation before. And although everyone's circumstances are different, my own experience was that the short-term step backwards in my career and pay was worth the long-term benefit of living in a city I wanted to be in and making connections that would allow me to move into better paying and more satisfying roles in the long term. Only you can decide what's best for you and your family when it comes to compensation and lifestyle. But I do encourage you to consider the long-term view when looking at your job offers, so that even if you decide to take an unrelated role that pays more or offers something else you want in the short term, you're doing so having considered the opportunity cost of taking that job. And truly, there is no judgment in what I share here. Accepting a role that pays more so that you can make your life and or your family's life more comfortable is not a bad thing. And sometimes that's what we have to do. And everyone has different levels of support and different living circumstances. I just want you to make the decision with your eyes open and all avenues considered. And again, nothing is forever. Now, the third factor I want you to consider when evaluating job opportunities is to look at the whole package. This means what are they offering you, both from a direct compensation perspective and an indirect compensation perspective? You may have one job offer that gives you a higher base salary, but it doesn't come with any benefits or a pension. Or one offer gives you a great benefits package, but there's no opportunity for advancement or any allowances for employee development. Perhaps a different employer is offering to pay your annual association membership and a gym pass, both of which are important to you, but the base pay is lower. When you're comparing two offers, I think it's really important to look at both of them holistically. You can do this by making a pros and cons list for each position and then checking to see which one has the most pros. Or you can get a little more sophisticated and weigh different criteria based on what is most important to you, both in the short and long term, and then compare them. For example, if development opportunities and let's say a higher base pay are what are most important to you right now, Weigh those criteria more than others. 
it's sometimes helpful before you put all the comparisons down to also make a list of what matters to you the most so that you aren't swayed when you start to see what each one offers. The important thing is that you first get all the details of the offer or offers, know what's important to you before you weigh pros and cons, and then try and get a little bit out of your head and get something down on paper. You may even want to share your comparisons or priorities with your partner, a trusted friend or family member and get their perspective. They may recall you saying something in the past about what was important to you in a role, and that can help illuminate a particular pro or con of any offer. And sometimes getting an outside perspective can help keep us on track with evaluating the decision fairly without getting drawn into any particular offer by perks that we find flashy or fun, but that don't actually benefit us financially or with career opportunities or work satisfaction. So make sure that you're considering the whole package in its entirety when you make comparisons. The fourth factor I want you to consider is whether or not you're being true to your values. For those of you that are regular listeners to the HR Mentor, you may think I'm a bit of a broken record on the values topic, but this just further illustrates how important they are to your career. Before you accept any role, ask yourself, how does this align to my values? Remember, values are guiding principles about how you want to show up and be in the world. Are you going to spend a lot of time at work in this organization and role? You absolutely are. So you want to make sure that it's going to feel good to go to work each day. One of the ways to know if this will be true is to see if there is any alignment between what you value and what the organization, the role, or the people you will be working with value. If you value connection, and this is a job that will require you to work on your own without contact with others the majority of the time, I can tell you right now that you are not going to be very satisfied and fulfilled, which means you probably aren't going to do the best job you possibly can. If you value integrity and you get the sense that you're not getting all the information from the recruiter or manager that's offering you the job, are you going to enjoy working for them and feel like you can do your best? And more importantly, do you feel like you can trust them? I know it's hard to say no to a job that's right in front of you, especially if you've been looking for a while. And again, your circumstances are unique to you. But if the job, the people, and the organization are very disconnected from who you are and who you want to be, you will spend most of your time at this job looking for other opportunities anyway. So why say yes? Make sure you're clear on what you value and what's important to you in your next job before you start searching. And then when you get to this point of considering offers, it'll make the decision that much easier. And be sure to check out episode three of the HR Mentor if you haven't yet, and do the exercises to identify what your core values are. I know you're going to find it's time well spent. Okay, my fifth and final consideration when evaluating a job offer is to know if you can negotiate and what you can negotiate. Before you turn down an opportunity because you aren't happy with the offer, 
Ask yourself if you've left anything on the table. Meaning, did you ask for anything better in the offer before you turned it down? Most employers making professional job offers understand that candidates might negotiate with them on salary and any other terms and conditions that are important to them. Now that you know what is most important for you in both the short and long term, make sure you're asking for what you want before you walk away. If you're prepared to walk away anyhow, it really doesn't do any harm to ask. And often, recruiters and hiring managers will be upfront with you when you ask about what can and cannot be negotiated. In some places I've worked, vacation was up for negotiation, but starting salary was fixed. In the next place I worked, the opposite was true. You don't know until you ask. This is also important if you're considering two job offers. On paper, one job might look vastly better than the other, but the other one that is not up to your par may have elements that can be negotiated. For example, let's say one role is lacking on compensation and benefits, but offers really great long-term growth and learning potential, and the other one is the opposite. You need the short-term cash influx and you see opportunities to make a switch in a couple of years. But perhaps the job with the long-term benefits and lower compensation can be negotiated now and you can get a win-win scenario. You really don't know until you've asked. Now, I'm no expert in negotiations, but someone that is is Dr. Deepak Malhotra. I use a video of his in one of my classes, and I think it offers some great advice on how to approach a job negotiation. It's a video of him talking to a Harvard Law School class about negotiating internship opportunities, but the principles apply to all job-seeking scenarios. I'll put the link to the video in the show notes for this episode on my website, and I strongly encourage you to check it out. Or you can search for Dr. Malhotra on YouTube, and I believe he's on Twitter as well. Okay, let's wrap this up and get you on your way to considering those offers. In summary, the five strategies I recommend you use when making your decision are, number one, know exactly what you're getting into. Number two, always consider the long term. Number three, look at the whole package. Number four, be true to your values. And number five, know if you can negotiate and what is negotiable. Once again, you're in a really great place to have a job offer to consider. And even if this one isn't the right one, you're developing your job seeking and career development skills throughout this process. And that's always going to serve you in the long term. If you want to work on identifying your core values or check out Dr. Malhotra's video, visit the show notes for this episode at www.unicorngroup.ca forward slash episode 27. And if you love listening to the HR Mentor Podcast, I would so appreciate an Apple Podcast or Podbean five-star rating and review. It really means the world to me. As always, Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for your support. Take care and bye for now.